0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Podcast, I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Hello. How are we boys? Really All good. Alright,
1: thank you.
2: Yeah. Jolly really good. Yeah, this is the 13th episode of the Joking Dolphin Gaming Podcast. Mm. Totally not melded in with it being Halloween. Um, the Halloween period. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. What a coincidence that is. Yeah, Friday no, the 13th. No, 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 oh, no. over From the start. Oh yeah, that's it. Perfectly planned and executed, as, as you can all see and hear. Um, I just want to get some housekeeping out of the way before we begin. Um, just rest in peace to Sean Connery, great Scottish actor. Um, uh, 90 years old, a good age, and I think we can all agree a fantastic career. So, Not a bad one.
0: Rest in peace Sean Connery. Right, shall we move on to the, uh, the gaming news?
2: Yes, let's
0: do it. Uh, so... I think one that pretty much stood out over this past week was Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed yet again. Yep. Um, is this ever going to come out? I'm not quite sure. Well, uh, apparently
2: it's going to be out on the 10th of December now. So, um, yes, so it's,
0: it's been delayed an extra 21 days. Yay. <laughs> uh, they stated the challenge was shipping the game on the current gen, the next gen, and the PC at the same time. <laughs> apparently, according to their statement, they have to test nine versions of the game. What? So, yeah, that's that's what they said in the uh, statement.
2: PC. They've probably got to do different like versions of the PC maybe, and then they've got all the different
0: consoles.
1: So Xbox. I can think of eight.
0: You remember it's Series S, Series X, PS Five, PS Four, Xbox One X, Xbox One, Xbox One, Xbox One X. PC. Uh,
2: is
1: that, yeah, PC. Is that seven? PS Four. PS Four Pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah PS Four Pro. Pro. Yep. So. And then.
2: The Amiga CD32, lastly. No,
0: sure, maybe. Who knows? Uh, mobile. Uh, switch version. <laughs> yeah, secret Switch version that we don't know about. There we um, go. go. Um, but they said it's only extra 21 days. Can that be done? in 20? Because the game's gone gold, hasn't it? So they announced. Yeah. So obviously this is all tweaking in day zero patches, I presume. I
1: imagine it's the day zero patches, yeah.
0: But in a follow-up statement from the, the CD Projekt Red CEO, he said, "We'd rather be slightly ashamed right now in front of you than be ashamed in front of the players once the game releases."
2: Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Fair comment. I'd, I'd rather like? wait and get a proper game than it ship and not be quite right. I mean, we've yeah. we've it's oh, been yeah. pushed back a few times anyway. So at this stage, it's like get it done, get it done properly, and and that's it. Like I know you're really looking forward to it. Um, Mark, but it, it, well, it, it I've, gives I've you of rather... time to get your PS5.
0: So yeah, that's true. That that is true. That is something that is a positive. Plus, I've said this countless times before. I've got plenty of other stuff I need to play to get through. Yep. <laughs> as much as I do want to play this, I want it to release in a good, in a great state. I don't want it to be a buggy mess. If they need to test is... start to do it, so. Be it.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's, uh, I think this is something um, that. I think the devs have kind of put on themselves as well. Is that they they would rather keep on delaying it to to not obviously be like embarrassed if it comes out and it's an absolute buggy mess. And obviously it's a bit, you know, egg on the face kind of thing. Um, but is
0: is this enough time?
1: Well, they must think it is, otherwise they won't. Well, if they the think, 20, yeah, they think they need just 21 days.
0: Part of me keeps thinking it will be delayed again. Mm. I, can't, I can't help not think that. Well, they've just got the form. Let's face it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think also as well the continuing, the continuing challenges that that all devs are facing with COVID. I suppose it's it's not easy to predict exactly when you think you've got the game in a perfect, well, not in a perfect state, but in a near perfect state.
0: It's quite cool that they want to release it before Christmas. Oh
1: yeah, he's got he's done for the that holiday gonna be, period. But
0: is that going to be a rush job? I just hope no.
2: They might end up rushing it, because if, if it's not by the 10th, then you think I think they're going to definitely ship it, but is there going to be issues? Yeah. With any luck, this is enough time for them to get it into a workable well, the, state. Well, the
0: game itself will be in production now, won't it? It's gone gold. So, yeah. All of this will be being made. So mm. I guess it'll have to go out on time, I think. 21 I'd like to know where they came up oh, that 21 days, how they calculated that, because that seems a bit of a random number to me.
1: It's
2: three weeks, is Three it? weeks.
0: No, oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> in relation to this, due to the uncertainty around the game, because of these delays, mm. uh, CD Project Rest stock has ended up falling twenty five percent for the past two months. Wow. That's quite a drop.
2: So now's a good time to oh, buy drop.
0: Mm. <laughs> Again. Get all the stocks before the shipper.
1: Again, yeah. the stocks now, so then when all the reviews come out with perfect tens, so the stock's gonna absolutely skyrocket. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Welcome to the Uh, trading segment of the Joke and Dolphin Trading Podcast. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Trading Podcast? Oh,
0: no. Okay, so let's move on anyway. So uh, PS5 pre-sales, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan has said that Sony has pre sold as many PS5s in the first 12 hours of availability as they did in the first 12 weeks for the PS4. Wow,
1: that's impressive.
0: That's some high demand, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, considering the times running as well, that's that's very impressive.
0: Yeah, there's no wonder they're not gonna be able to fulfil. Well, why you can't get anything anyway?
1: Oh, was say, no wonder there's shortages all over the place. That's it.
2: I think it's like the perfect storm in terms of when the consoles are coming out because we're in the midst of COVID. As of yesterday, we found out we were going to be into a lockdown again. So I think everyone's just Locked looking here for in the it. UK. Here in the UK. Yeah. 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 Where it matters, anyway. Um, <laughs> For us. Oh, ouch. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Scotsman. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's perfect. Everybody wants to buy a console. This is the new st- thing that's coming out. And I think people that wouldn't normally buy a console are now looking to get one um, because there's nothing else to do, basically.
0: The thing is, it's, it seems to have got a bit weird because all the games we're eager to see on the PS5 are getting delayed anyway. Mm. So... The more it goes on, the more I'm not as hyped, well, not hyped, but more I'm not as bothered about getting a 1 and launch, because there'll be mm. fewer things to be playing on it anyway. Mm. But Jim Bryan has also stated that uh, the PS4 will likely have support running up to, to at least 2022. That's
1: good. So, it's, it's, yeah. it's, about, it's about right for what they did with the previous
0: generations.
2: Yeah, they normally last a couple of years, don't they? FIFA will be going to, like, 2026. Mm-hmm. Games like that, legacy editions.
0: <laughs> because, yeah, so they they know that, obviously, a lot of PlayStation players will not make that jump at the same time. It's just obvious reasons now, because we can't get a hold of them. But
2: yeah. At least I mean, it's the, good
0: that they know they'll, they'll keep at it.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's us. also the, um, the hardware upgrades in terms of televisions, because if you want to get the best out of it, you're going to need a 4K television. Um, and not everyone's got one of them yet. So in that case, it might not be right for people to jump across straight away. Black Rider. Mm.
1: That's Tasty
2: it. Tasty TVs. Oh, yep. Tasty PS5s. 150 quid. Please. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no.
0: Uh, so a Sony representative said that the PS5 cooling fan can be adjusted with firmware updates. Ah.
2: It's interesting.
0: So they said various games will be released in the future, and data on the accelerated processing unit's behavior in each game will be collected. We have a plan to optimize the fan control based on this data. PS5 has three temperature sensors on the mainboard to control the fan speed based on the internal temperature of the APU and the highest temperature of the three temperature sensors. These fan control parameters will also be updated via online updates. So effectively, uh, games with performance that don't require extreme the fan can be turned down. And if it regards high performance, the fan can be turned up. Which is good. Because at least it means it will be woven for every single game you own.
2: Know? Yeah, definitely. That's a natural indie
0: game. <laughs> sometimes it
2: sounds like a helicopter <laughs> trying to get off.
0: Yeah, every time I play Red Dead 2, that's that's when my oh, PS4 Pro goes into overdrive. gear. Mm. It goes crazy. I do think it's going to self implode. Uh, now, the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation VR on PS5. That requires a camera adapter. So the PS5 camera doesn't work for PSVR.
2: Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about this, actually. Hmm. So you need to go to the PlayStation site to um, basically ask for this adapter. Um, it's free, um, so you don't have to pay for it. And um, I think we'll leave a link to that in the description, just so
0: if you are listening, you can click that link and then... Well, no. on. I, I think so far. It's only working in North America, though. Okay, I think, I think there's been issues with people doing it in the rest of the world.
2: I, I did okay. mine this morning, and I hope uh, did it work though? I got a uh, notification back saying that it'd be basically done at the middle of this month. So middle of um, oh, right. November <laughs> is when you are going to start to send them out. So I just want to explain the process. Um, so you go to uh, the website, and it's going to ask you for the code that's on your PSVR doc. Um, so I'll just show you this. So this is the doc section. So on the back, at the bottom, you'll see your barcode. And then under there, there's the code that you'll need to enter. Um, So if you just put that into (laughs) the website, along with your um, contact details and address, then uh, PlayStation will send
0: you one out free of charge. Might as well get it done. Might as well well just do it. You've got nothing to lose. Once you get it eventually. Once you get your PS5 eventually. You can do it. Uh, I've read that some people have had issues on the website. though. It's kind of done looping. So you press a button and it just goes back to the start of what you were already doing or something like that but okay hopefully that might be fixed by this point yeah go check that out i'll be going to do it, trying that
2: so a sony spoke spokesman who reportedly spoke to upload vr said um players won't be able to play the vr portions of hitman 3 if they buy the ps5 edition so you're gonna to have to buy the ps4 edition in order to play the psvr points so that's a little bit of a Annoyance, Because I imagine you'd want to get the PS5 version of Hitman 3, Mark, because you'll want well, to play it the best.
0: See, well, the game comes out in January. Realistically, will I have a PS5 at that point? Probably not. So I probably will buy the PS4 version anyway. Yeah. Because it does have a free upgrade to PS5, so I might as well just do it anyway.
2: Mm. Yeah. Um, the, well, the, there is a way that you can actually get around it because they're the talking about doing like cross-saves, so you can pick up where you left off, to, regardless of which console you're going to play mm. the uh, game on. So I mm. think that's that's good. So you could play the um, the PS4 version and then move over to PS5 for the non-VR stuff. So there's ways around it. Um, yeah. That's also going to be the same for No Man's Sky as well, um, in terms of it not being compatible with the PS5, uh, mm. the VR sections. Um, but we don't know anything about the cross-save yet
0: in terms of that game. Let's, let's, let's talk a bit about Microsoft. So now they're letting Xbox owners stream Xbox One games on their iPhone and the iPad. Mm. So oh. their new Xbox app on the iOS now has a remote play mode a bit like PlayStation. And then it runs on the console and it just streams it to your device. So I know they were in a hot water with Apple, weren't they? Uh, about, oh, I can't remember what we was called now. What was it? It's xCloud. Is that what we're
1: doing? Yeah, it's the S-Cloud streaming app on uh,
0: so basically, uh, other devices. Apple, and, Apple <laughs> and Microsoft were having handbags, weren't they, the whole stream, but this seems like this is how they got around that sort of thing. Yeah. We'll see how it just... goes. I, I don't really stream games to my mobile devices or thing like that. But...
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've done it a bit on my laptop because um, you can stream your Xbox One to your um, Windows devices, and I've, I've done that a bit, and that was okay. So, for example, my wife can watch Coronation Street while I'm playing FIFA on my laptop. So, that's that's fairly good. Um, I'm not sure what it'll be like on the mobile devices, or whether you'll be able to use it externally, outside of your own home network. But mm. I suppose we'll see. I mean, it could be that it's quite choppy. I don't know, but, but I suppose I we'll have to test it and find out. I think it could it could work outside
0: your network. I think.
2: Mm. Oh, like though, yeah. so when it, whenever we do well whenever we are able to go out and about at that point we'll be able to play um, a bit of xbox on the bus
0: or Ooh. wherever mm-hmm. we are so oh that'd be cool should be fun uh, sticking with xbox uh, the development chief jason ronald tweeted about the backwards compatibility he's after 500,000 plus hours of testing we are excited to share that all Xbox Xbox 360 and Xbox One games are uh, playable uh, What? Oh, I completely messed this statement up. <laughs> Basically, all games will be available on the Xbox Series X, the, the play, except for a handful that require Connect. Okay. Which is great. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, some of the Kinect games are a bit naff anyway, let's face it. Um, but it's great. It's like... How many generations that's well three generations of backwards compatibility mm. uh, if you like that kind of thing i know you're not too much of a fan of the backwards compatibility because you've already got the consoles mark but um
0: well no. to be fair there'll be a lot there'll be a lot there that i might have missed out on, so it's there it's it's, choices. Well, that's it. it's a nice I mean, it's choices nice. isn't it really? I mean, that's that's what i like about this console generation that's coming up it's that they're both going in their separate directions mm. should be like you know you've got one that's pretty much focusing entirely on this generation. No doubt they'll have some great exclusives. And then obviously you've got the Xbox, which hopefully, with the Bethesda acquisition and all that, they might have some of their own exclusives. But all that backwards stuff, that's nice. You know, it's got a broad range, in it? So, you know, a win-win for all gaming. Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, there's going to be a next-gen upgrade, oh, but it's coming on November 17th. And that includes cross-gen play and adjustable field of view. Ooh. Is that a big thing in games now? I don't know.
1: What, well, the adjustable field of view? Yeah, it's right. massive for PC games, for sure. It's I can like... imagine
0: a monitor size, can't I? I imagine that's because of it. Maybe. You get those widescreen monitors going.
1: Yeah. Um, Not even just for that, though. Even if I'm just like a normal monitor. Essentially, the field of view is, in effect, You know, the, the higher of, um, field of view that you have, the more that you can see essentially around... Yeah. around your character it's more okay. about sort of the sides of what you can see mm. so you know stuff like um even just use sort of some like cold jew as an example i think they're also doing some like this for uh black ops cold war for consoles mm. so it's 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 a bit of a i suppose a way of getting uh an advantage of being able to see more of what's happening so- around you
0: I presume in Call of Duty, then everyone's just gonna have the wide one.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, you just see, it It is. But I suppose it it depends. It also kind of it brings your field of view back a little bit as well, so you're not fully zoomed in and seeing everything. But um, not fisheye. Yeah, (laughs) but I suppose it it depends on um, whether you can. Uh, I suppose maybe adapt to it with your eyes. I think I think sometimes wider field of views can be a bit no shame because you're seeing a lot more all of a sudden. Yeah. Plus, if you, if you're not as zoomed in, you might not see stuff as far away, maybe potentially.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I think, I think that's maybe one disadvantage. But for for people who like to twitch shoot and run around with the shotguns, this uh, I suppose it's perfect for them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Looks like I'll have to buy two more televisions
0: to test it out, then.
1: <laughs> Just get two wide monitors. That's all
0: you uh, stick, sticking with Halo, though, the Halo Infinite director, Chris Lee, has Good left one. the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the second director to leave the project in two years. This is presumably after that the lukewarm reception to that reveal trailer that yeah. was so. Although apparently it seems that uh, Chris Lee was sidelined a few weeks after that reveal, and Halo veteran Joe Statton, Staten I don't know how which, uh, was brought in to lead the single player campaign, and senior executive Pierre Hintz has been brought in to take charge of the multiplayer. Um, not all going well at 343 by the looks
1: of it. Well, they didn't get a very good reception when they revealed Halo um, Infinite, whether that was for for good reasons or for bad reasons, I think that's, that's up to the I, th- I initially thought it looked fine to me. It looked like... It had, it had that feel of the original Halo again, which is kind of, I think, what a lot of people have kind of really been um, pining for after the direction they took Halo 4 and Halo 5 Guardians. But, um, I mean, clearly it didn't get the greatest of receptions and Microsoft's kind of reacted to it to, uh, to get some changes going to get it I suppose, back on track and where they want it to be, really.
0: Mm, yeah, I suppose there's going to be a massive overhaul by the looks of it. You buy yeah,
2: you can see them maybe pushing it back at this stage then.
0: Again. Well, have they, have they announced they haven't announced with this day? They just it, I suppose. Uh,
1: did they say something like, was it Q1 or Q2 2020? Something like that, yeah. I don't think they gave a, a definitive date.
0: What's this year. Uh,
2: 2021. Oh sorry, 2021.
1: That's, that's, <laughs> Q1 and Q2 is already gone for 22
2: I know it's been a weird
0: year, but um, based on this, there's no way. been, that's been a, going a very to long year. I can't see that happening at all. I think, we're t- I think we could be talking holidays next year at least.
1: Mm.
2: I mean, I think for all the money that they put into it, and it's, this is their biggest um, IP,
1: it's got to be done right. Yeah, no, they can't screw this one up. This have is I've what everybody's
0: been, waiting for on Xbox. I've only been watching any unboxings
1: boxes. I haven't. It's been ramping all over Twitter though, over the last week or so. Well, it's just on
0: the back of the, the box. There's just a big face of Master Chief. It's just like. <laughs> Ugh. Well, I like, mean, well, it is coming a bit. The Master Chief collections
2: getting the um the upgrade. So yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that's what they're advertising.
2: The Master Chief. Yeah, company. that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's what it was. <laughs> hey, did anybody see the um? The fridge um, video. the Xbox. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh, that was hilarious. They just gave into the meme, didn't they? Fantastic. Embrace the meme.
1: It's so good. Looks like a decent fridge, to be fair. (laughs) Would you buy it? I'll buy it. I'd like to win one, though. (laughs) Is it going to be a prize?
2: Yes, it's a real prize. Is it? I didn't know. Yeah.
1: So, do you know the tweet that that I shared with you? Yeah. I put it on there. If you if you retweeted that and followed Xbox, you, you'd go into a prize draw for it, and it's, right. it's open for. <laughs> oh, it seems to be open for uh, UK and America. So
0: sorry everybody. I, want I want,
1: I want I want be... a two minutes. No, no, <laughs> no, mine. <no,
0: laughs> Get off. I want to sit in the background.
1: <laughs> Mate, if I win it, I'll, it's going in my roommate. I'll, I'm going to show it. Out.
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> awesome. that'd yeah, be that would be the new. Um... I, I saw the the really dramatic trailer of it. That, oh yeah, it's really good. <laughs> all the like pomp and circumstance music yeah
1: thing is as well I think I think it was someone from Xbox I can't I don't know if I could verify or not but someone was like um, they put on like a poll on Twitter it was like what would you guys think if we made like like Xbox Series X mini fridges like would you buy one I'd be like yeah I'd be all over that hell
0: yeah
1: give me a mini fridge with that
0: (laughs) While I'm gaming right next to you put your beer in there you go job done perfect be amazing.
1: What well, if you accidentally put your beer on like
0: your Xbox Series X? hope. Like, oh. <laughs> all all these new consoles do have a sort of meme attached to them, don't they? Yeah. They all resemble something else. Mm. So you've got the Xbox Series X fridge. Right. I'm gonna do, do a PS5 here. I've just gone. Go sorry. Got the Series S speaker. Get them all made. Get
1: them all made. Yeah. Easy money free there.
0: Free money. Yeah. Free money. Just get them done. Go so on, what, 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 what were say saying though. Uh Well,
2: I've just uh, retweeted it on the Joking Dolphin Twitter page. So actually, um... you said somebody else. Oh, is okay. talking, so I've just seen a notification. <laughs> if we win it, it's a team If present. we win would... right. okay. like, so it. Just divvy it up. You Just wheel it around, everyone. Yeah, that's it. Like I'll have it on weekends, and you two can scrap over it for a week. No, we'll just do
0: it month by month. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, four months. You don't want to be moving it all the whole time.
2: Yeah, that's true. Looks a bit of a beast. So,
1: it is I wonder, I wonder if you had to win the uh, Series X as well with it?
0: Not if it's been in the fridge. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they put one in there. Oh yeah, we've been worried if that it was looks in really
1: the fridge. odd. <laughs> why do Fresh you keep fridge. your Series X in the fridge?
0: Uh, well, I'm not using that one. Then. I didn't like the top of the fridge though. Didn't look quite right. It oh, with
1: that green glow?
0: Yeah, because in the actual console, it's a bit indented, isn't it?
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: because it was just flat and just had like the flat green we are get it far too well they limited. can't they can't get it all <laughs> <perfectly>, <laughs> they're very technical they? over French <laughs> yeah. it was good I liked it I totally dig one of them mm. right let's talk about loot boxes shall we do we have to <laughs> so <laughs> loot boxes in FIFA have now been banned in the Netherlands by the Dutch government and they'd be classified wow. as online game now I'm going to read a statement which is fairly lengthy but I think it's important so it says here. In 2019, the Netherlands Gambling Authority, known as the KSA, mm. uh, imposed an administrative order subject to a penalty of up to 5 million euros on Electronic Arts and the Electronic Arts Swiss Art, each for violating the Gambling Act through its packs in the FIFA video game. The District Court of The Hague recently ruled in favour of the KSA in this matter. The judgment was published today. Uh, this, this statement was made on the 29th October. The KSA imposed the orders subject to the penalty because the popular FIFA football game contained illegal loot boxes. These loot boxes are like treasure chests. The FIFA loot boxes, for example, would contain football players that could improve the performance of the team that the player was using to play the game. The players contained by the loot box are determined by chance, and the contents cannot be influenced. The fact that football players sometimes have a high value and that they can occasionally be traded constitutes a violation of the gambling act. Under Dutch law, a game of chance that allows a prize or premium to be won can only be provided if the relevant license has been granted. A study carried out by the KSA in 2018 found that there may be a correlation between playing games that incorporate good boxes and development of an addiction to gambling. Chairman René Janssen of the KSA says, uh, The KSA believes it is crucial to shield vulnerable groups, such as minors, from exposure to gambling. For that reason, the KSA supports a strict separation between gambling and gaming. Games are often young and therefore particularly susceptible to developing addiction. As such, gambling elements have no place in games. Following the publication of the study, the KSA called on companies in the gaming industry to adapt their games so they were no longer infringing the Gambling Act. A number of companies heeded the KSA's call, however, EA I and mean, Electronic Arts SwissArt did not. So they do go to say it for some other stuff, but that's part and parcel of it. Um, good, <laughs> as far as I can say. I <laughs> yeah, do. It's like good, that
2: boxes good that somebody's doing all. something about it, definitely. Yeah. It's about time someone. I'm not surprised at EA's um, reaction to it uh, in doing nothing, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I hope this becomes a wider thing. Basically, going to cost you... Although, I don't want to bring Brexit up, but whether it's going out to the EU, is that going to... If it's EU imposed, will we end up getting involved in it? I don't know. Uh, Probably not. You can't see it happening in America, though. No.
1: Oh, no it won't happen in
0: America. America.
1: Well, I mean... I suppose it will depend on who is, uh, I suppose, in charge after November the third. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, to not get too, I suppose, not to get too involved in American politics, but I suppose I can see one pie at least attempting to look into it and maybe doing something about it. Um, as this moment in time, probably the current party would take a blind eye but you know i mean i'm I'm, i'd be all up for this in in the uk i'd love to see i'd love to see at least at least um i suppose ea's kind of version of loot boxes need to kind of go away um i don't know about all of them i don't know because i mean there's argument on sort of the ones where you only get like you know, for instance, like Fortnite and Overwatch, you open loot boxes, or you it's get his skins, cosmetics, yeah. emotes, stuff like that. Nothing that gives the player an advantage within the yeah. game.
0: Yeah, the whole pay-to-win
1: thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it's pay-to-win, then I'd be able to get rid of that, because I don't think that should exist. I don't think mm. that's really fair on players. As long as you
0: know, in general, what you're going to be receiving. If it's skins, then... Fair enough. You know, you're going to get a skin. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think to be fair, to be fair to Epic, I think the way they do it as Handler is is a lot better than some others because before you open um, any of the uh, Llama crates that they've got, um, they actually kind of show you what you'll be getting within those crates. Like you actually know what you're getting, so there's, there's no chance. What's what's, a, what's
0: so what's available? What what's the possibility you can get? Is that
1: what is that what uh, yeah. So I think I think this is on. This is only within. Um, the Save,
0: save show
1: you the full No, it actually shows you the actual items that you can oh, get. Oh, well, what
0: you're definitely going to be getting. Yeah, line. so you
1: definitely get this out of this club Oh, yeah, no,
0: that's great then. That's, that's
1: fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you know what you're getting, then that's yeah. then, isn't it? Uh, I don't know how Overwatch handles it or any any other kind of similar uh, mechanics with other games, but I think at least for Fortnite, I think they ended the it quite well.
2: Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think if um, if EA was to do something similar, let's just take FIFA for example, they'd probably have the packs being by coins that you'd gain by playing the game. And then it, they might say, right, so Messi's going to cost this much money or this much FIFA points and do it in like a by player um, thing if they were to change Ultimate Team for example. So you knew exactly which player you were getting. You were going to pay this amount of coins to get this player. could do it that way.
0: I don't really play Ultimate Team, though, so I don't really know how it works. But I know it makes a lot of money. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Mm. Well, the thing is, is it's gotten popular with, um, obviously, like YouTubers and Twitch streamers doing, you know, streams of, like, oh, 100k pack pack opens. And, you know, it draws a lot of attention. You know, people want to see what, you know, these streamers get with the money that EA most likely gave them uh, to open those packs. But it's just like, I, I don't know how you could make the loot mechanics work for FIFA. Like, like i try trying to think of like what, what Nathan's just suggested. Sort of maybe just buy individual players, but there's still, there's still like a pay-to-win mentality then. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just going to waste 35 quid on buying Ronaldo. But it's so that's knowing that's player. the that's the thing.
2: It's it's knowing that that's the play that you're going to be getting, and not spending that forty quid to buy FIFA coins to buy packs that where you might only get rubbish players, for example. I suppose I think that's, I think that's the that's what it hinges on. It's actually knowing what
1: yeah. you're going to
2: be getting. Yeah, because then it's not a gamble. You, you know exactly.
0: What yeah. Is there, don't you?
1: Yeah. I suppose, I suppose that in then that instance, you get away from the gambling aspect, but it's still then you change the game to being just pay-to-win then.
2: Well, it's pay-to-win like, like pay already, though, let's face it. Like a bronze team's not going to win against a gold team generally unless the
1: play is really crap. Well, it could be. I mean, there's there's all of argument about FIFA scripting for Ultimate Team, but I'm not going to go down that route. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's generally it's a positive step that the Netherlands have decided to take to combat this because yeah. it is a big thing. I mean, we're here every week or a couple of weeks about a kid that's taken the parents' credit card and they spent mm. thousands of pounds on even V-books, FIFA points, anything like that. Um, mm. And I think if this was to happen across Europe and even worldwide, it'd combat that in, in some
0: way. Which is good. Yeah, they'll find more, some ways to get money out of you, but the whole gambling situation. Get rid. Of. I want to. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what I'm buying.
2: Yeah, even though yeah. it is really exciting. Yes. <laughs>
1: no,
2: no, no, <laughs> it's not, no. Plus, showing his true colors. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
2: it. Gamblers coming through. Part of the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. I am the problem. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. I do think it's it's a positive step in the
0: right direction, though. It is. Let's just hope it becomes more the norm. Um, Other news. A bit more positive. Uh, Kojima Productions have confirmed they've got a new project in the works. And they're currently looking to hire new best-in-class talent to work out of their Tokyo studio. I do hope it's another game that's outside the norm. Well, I
2: think it's going to be it being a Kojima
0: game. I mean, Death Round was divisive, but I admired that it was his own thing. Mm-hmm. Not for everyone, but I'm, I'm eager to see what and Kerr will come up with.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like using the um, PlayStation 5 to their advantage as well, see what they can create.
0: <laughs> well, it has been long rumored that he might go, go to a horror game. So I don't know, that might turn me off it <laughs> if it is a horror game. I don't know. I don't want to play a game again, but, but we'll, see. we'll see. That's it. Stay tuned. Uh, anyone got any of the news?
2: Yeah, I've got, um, I've got another piece. Um, so there was a study done by Cadbury's Heroes. Yes, the chocolate company. <laughs>
0: um, I bought some of them for Christmas. Did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I've got a box already. It's the only luxury I've bought for Christmas, but there we go. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, the study
2: was um, about dem- age demographics playing video games, and um, they've come out and said that one in five grandparents um, are playing video games since lockdown, so that's kind of spiked. Um, so, there's been like a few articles on this. So, for example, Lad Bible reported a 65 year old gamer that fell in love with Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I
0: think I heard about this. Shit. And <laughs> then there was like a week
2: before there was a 63 year old that went through the second playthrough of Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, so it's got really big. Um, so I just want to um, read this statement out. So um, this uh, this lady um, from uh, Lancashire, um, Bridget Alden, um, said gaming has always been a passion of mine and something I've enjoyed with my kids uh, and now grandkids. Um, she's 76 years old and you'll never guess what her grandkids call her no idea G-mar. <laughs> G what G <laughs> Ma okay. yeah gangster anyway <laughs> I thought that was quite funny um, so yeah more um, more of the older generations um, getting into video games since lockdown which is which is good with any luck, they won't be taking up my um, PS5 pre-order that I'm trying to get, <laughs> but, um, yeah, see. <laughs> but, yeah, it just shows that gaming is for everybody and, and anybody, regardless of who you are and what you taste, or can get something out of it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really good. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh,
0: some good news for you here, Matt. Well, I'm sure you'll like it here. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered Costumes will be added to the PS4 version for free. Wicked. Can't wait. So do we, do we know
1: think, any?
0: I think that was something that we were, we were quite sure about, were not it? Oh know. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So this, this was confi- confirmed by the community director at Insomniac. However, he did say that the timing was to be decided, so it okay. may not be at launch. But, well, oh, that was probably to be expected. Because, yeah, trying to encourage people to get a new one. Well, yeah, it's Unsur- unsurprising. <laughs> Sticking with PlayStation exclusives, Destruction All Stars. It has been Mm -hmm. delayed until February next year. However, however, it will now be a PS Plus game. Oh sweet! For for two months. For two months. Yeah. Which I think I I think is a stroke of genius because this was going to be a first-party launch title, and it was going to cost about like seventy quid (laughs) or whatever the prices are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think
0: I think of all the launch titles this was the one that I don't think people would have really given much of a second thought about.
2: Mm, no. It does seem like Fortnite with cars in its styling and everything. I think this is probably going to go down the same route that Fall Guys and Rocket League did, Do you know, in yeah. terms of it being just a big, massive success going on to yeah, Plus. I think that's,
0: that's mm. what they're hoping, I think, yeah. Mm. I think so. I think it's a very smart move because I don't, I don't think many people would have bought it.
2: Or, no, that mm. price point, I don't think. No. Um,
0: because there's certainly nothing that grabbed me about
2: it. I wouldn't support it. And for games like this, I think it's really important to get that community behind it. Because the only reason I'd probably play it is if we were going to do it like as a team or something. And then I think at that point, you can have fun with it. and Because your cars are flying everywhere. You're battling, trying to survive and stuff like that. So I think you could have a really good time with it with a group of people. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a really clever move that they decided to put it onto us um, to basically get that back in when it first comes out. So
1: Yeah.
2: Because at least I'm going to be willing to give it a shot now. Mm. Whereas I I won't give it time of day. Yeah. <laughs> would you have would you have bought Fall Guys if it wasn't on plus? At forty depends, quid? Depends what, no, not forty quid no.
1: It didn't come out at forty
2: quid. Well oh, just saying for exa as an example, if it had not come out on plus or no, anything would,
1: would you would you have bought it? it. Well, no, not at forty quid I wouldn't have. At the price point that it was on Steam, I did. Think it was. I don't think it was over twenty. I think it was just short twenty.
0: Mm. Mm. So as I say, twenty had probably I cut off for four guys, mm. n- knowing what the game is.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think they were wise to not put it as like a full price launch.
0: The mm. thing is, these sorts of games for me, I don't tend to play them very often on my own. Tend to become my social games, so only when playing with other people online do I tend to play. Mm, like yeah. Fall Guys, Rocket League, and this destruction of all the stars will probably be the same. Those sort of mm. games will all be social g- games for me. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: But moving on to Book Snacks. Now we've all, we're, we're all intrigued by this one, aren't we? Yeah, yes. Some incredible news is that Book Snacks will be part of November's PS Plus games. What? PS5. That's incredible. Yep. I was so going to buy it out. anyway. So you can get the PS5 version at launch. Sweet. On PS Plus. Love it. You can get it on PS Plus, and there's two other games, but I can't remember one, what they are, because I wasn't interested in any of the other ones. This is the <laughs> other one. Just that
2: snacks.
0: <laughs> Just <for> snacks. <sex. laughs> um, so if you're, if you're unfortunate enough not to get a PS5 at launch, I'm hoping you can claim it by the website or something yeah. like that,
2: and then well, you'll have it. I to anyway. ask
1: about that, yeah.
2: He used to do that with like the PS3 and PS Beta games that they brought out, so you could yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you could buy them and then you could always download them later. So, fingers crossed, it's going to be the same thing with this because I'd hate it's... to miss out on some
0: PS5 games. I could have, I don't want to miss this. I do not want to miss Game Books. No, <laughs> I am still paying for PS Plus anyway, so you know, surely we're entitled to it, exactly. You'd think so, you'd think so. So, yeah, look out for that. Ubisoft, I've got a, quite a few stuff on Ubisoft because oh, yeah. Ubisoft are always in the news. Um we'll do this one first, but, but this, this this piece on them is it's a bit redundant now because the game's actually out. But I just thought it was quite funny anyway. Um so Watchdog Legion mm-hmm. recently came out this uh-huh. past week. But before it did, um hackers hackers threatened to release the Watchdog Legion source code in an ironic <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so okay. I ransomware some group called eGregor or eGregor. Claims to have obtained the source code for the game. Uh, I couldn't find what the demands was, but then again, part of me just thought this might have been an elaborate marketing campaign. Mm. I thought it was funny nonetheless that hackers would, be, the watchdogs would be tempted to release it. But anyway, <laughs> sticking with Ubisoft, Far Cry Six and Rainbow Six: Quarantine have both been delayed. No, unsurprising, but they've not specified any release dates.
1: No, from um, from what I could find on it. It could be looking at sometime between twenty twenty one and twenty two, maybe.
0: Yeah, I did hear twenty twenty two might be yeah. If that's the case, then. Um, but I
1: mean, they, they, I think they put that down to again. It's it's just the difficulties that everyone's got with COVID. Yeah. Fortunately.
0: Of course, they would just delay the consults. <laughs> I know people <laughs> don't want to hear that, but. Just my, no, my, I, my, my I, I honestly wouldn't be
1: I, uh, I wouldn't be too bothered about that to be honest
2: no, I, want, this is like, I mm-hmm. would, give me the hardware I
1: want it now even
2: though it's oh, going to be out yeah. in a few weeks You got pre-order?
0: Uh, no but Still. He's going to build his own
2: Yeah, that's it, build my own PS5 I've seen this teardown video yeah. I can reverse engineer <laughs> it <laughs>
0: There you go, Just reverse the video See how he puts it back, there you go, job done <laughs> He's going to make
1: a monster mashup of uh, Series X and the PS5.
0: Now, I don't know if you might have heard about this, Matt. This is sort of news that you might think about. Uh, so, Assassin's Creed. Yes, Netflix. that's good. Yes. 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 So, Assassin's Creed TV series is coming to Netflix. The ultimate strategy. So, we, we, we always seem to talk about some Netflix-related. Did we... Didn't we discuss something like an Assassin's Creed TV series on the last episode?
1: We? <laughs> we I think we did, yeah. 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 I think we were talking about um, how... I think, we, I think we said, like, Assassin's, to- Creed Assassin's Creed just didn't work as a film and was better as, like, a TV series. And yeah, then, so, out of the blue,
0: yeah, again, Netflix been was clearly...
1: <laughs> yeah, Netflix was clearly listening to podcasts
0: last week. So, the TV deal between Netflix and Ubisoft will include a live-action, an animated and an anime series. So they're going all out. They're going wow. the whole visit Evil on it. <laughs> yeah, clearly.
1: Well,
0: this is something I, d- I didn't realise. I only saw this when this was announced. But it turns out they've also got a deal to produce a Splinter Cell anime series, which I went oh. to my own. And they've also, Netflix are also producing a film adaptation of The Division, which is starring Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal. Not a bad cast there. Oh, Jake
2: I... Gyllenhaal, did, um, did he do Assassin's Creed, the film? No, that was
1: um, Michael I mean, Fass, Fassbender. Fassbender. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. Mr. Magneto. I'd heard about the Division one. I think this has been some going I think for that's been a while, couple of yeah. years. I think, yeah. Um, I don't know when he'll. That's good filming. casting. Or... That's two good actors in that. No, I really, I, I do like Jake. Um, I, I did like him in the Spiderman film, but.
0: <laughs> that's me for the news.
1: We one. We only got well. I was thinking of two points, but I don't know whether one is really related to gaming or not. But I can go through it as it was on a gaming website I took it from. Um, so Sony um, is looking set to buy the anime streaming service Crunchyroll for almost one billion dollars. One
2: billion dollars.
1: One billion. Um. I don't know. I suppose for people who obviously aren't into anime, this is probably not gonna be All I'm thinking of is give it is for free on PS plus. That would be wicked. That would be cool. Because apparently... I
2: don't I don't like watching Ant in between my anime and I'm too cheap
1: to buy the premium version, so you cheap bugger. Um <laughs> Apparently Sony already owns um I think it's Fun Animation. Who, uh... Oh Funimation. Funimation, sorry, yeah. And they already do quite a few. Um, yeah, they've they got their own little anime service um, stuff as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like Sony are trying to take over the anime. Uh, anime space. Anime business, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other, other than that, the only one thing I've got is that... Um, I should have probably tied this into the the Marvel Spider-Man stuff. But they... Uh, and sony like revealed revealed the, the second pre-order suit for... Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, um, and it's the one that's based off the Into the Spider-Verse um, yeah. suit. But the thing that they've done with this as well is that they've not just recreate the suit; they've purposely recreated the animation style as well. So you'll be web swinging through uh, New York 60 frames while. Miles is animated at like twenty frames per second.
0: Wasn't Ooh, the that's... something like that in the the actual well, the game though? I'm sure there was. In some the original.
1: Um, they the...
0: they brought it through. was an animated, one, weren't Yeah,
1: they, they, they brought through the um the Peter Parker um suit they wore in into the Spider Verse, but I don't know if they did the animation style. I think it just kind of swung.
0: No, there was definitely one that had an an animation drawing style to it. I can't remember what it was called.
1: Can There's me. one. Is it's the one from the Into the Spider Verse one, wasn't it? It was last suit. I don't know. I can't remember. Sure, it was. I can't remember. Probably. Well, well. Anyway, apparently this is going to be something new for the Miles Morales game, where like he he animates like he's in the film, uh, and then when he's like fighting, when he's punching, you can see like the the pow and fuds mm-hmm. coming off the uh, the enemies. It, it looks pretty cool. It did look pretty good.
2: <laughs> Shall we move on to the question then?
0: Sure. Let's do it. A question. Do you want to ask a question?
2: I shall. So, um which game, which video game would you recommend to a non well, sorry, I'll start this again. I'll mess this up. Right. So which video game would you recommend not <laughs> recommend a non game to play?
1: We <laughs> <laughs> got that in the end. Um do you want to was-
2: kick us off with it, Matt?
1: Me right. Ooh. Uh, so w- when we suggest, I don't know if we suggest I think it, it might be a question. I suggest I think can't remember. But the first game that immediately popped right to mind that I think would be would be a perfect game for those that don't games kind of uh, I suppose understand well why we play games um, would be Papers Please. Ooh, that's an interesting choice. Well, I don't know. I it's I don't know. There's, there's That's just a really something about. There's just something about it that I think would would immediately like it. It'd be like a it would like a switch in in people's heads of like, oh, this is what gaming's like. Like it's it's not just kind of oh, just you know run left to right and jump on bad guys or something like that. Or it's you know it's not. For, it's it's a game that says it not. Uh, games don't have to be oh. for kids it can be for like for everyone but just because of how deep it can be as well like on the surface papers please is just um i'm just you know playing a guy stamping uh, passports getting think... people through and stuff but yeah there's a real like if you really want to dig into it there's a real depth to it there's like so much more than that like having to look after the family there's moral decisions and, and like yeah, there's moral decisions in it that, like, um, you could some, easily some apply to real kids. life and stuff. Yeah, give <laughs> yeah. and tell the guy who keeps on bringing, like, fake passports in just to just go away. <laughs> um, but I, I thought, thought it would be really good. I think, as well, just, just on a graphic sense, you can go, look, this is what games can be. It's not all about hyper-realistic graphics, or even just QE graphics can just be an art style that's just actually really beautiful to want to to play um yeah i just thought this would be a perfect one
0: i like that that's good
1: <laughs> uh well, what would yours be mark i'll go with you mark
0: <laughs> okay my choice is it's an excellent game i think we're all in agreement with this uh my choice is portal 2. Mm. Mm. now yeah. it has a really witty script and I think from the outset, that will hook a new gamer straight into it. Uh, particularly with the voice acting of Steven Murchin, just oh, yeah. yeah, who's just excellent. At it. um, it's a clever game. The puzzles are very clever. Uh, they're just enough of a challenge to be thought-provoking, but not rage-inducing. Mm. And it doesn't have any sort of like time constraints or anything like that. So you can play it on your base. Uh, you're not chased by enemies constantly or anything like that. So... The, the buttons are really simple. You only really need to know, what, three, four buttons. So, each portal, so that's two buttons, jump. That's pretty much all you need to know, really.
1: Uh, it's grab box and stuff as well. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then, I think you feel smarter after you play it as well. I mean, and then, if if you don't feel like playing it on your own, if you, you know, if it's your first time playing it, then... You can always play the co-op campaign with someone, can't you? Mm-hmm. It's got a really good co-op campaign, so you can play with your partner or friends who's if they're not into video games. You can play alongside them, help them out. It's a great game. I mean, I I would thoroughly recommend this Portal Two has being I think I think it, tell, it gives you everything that is so great about video games.
2: I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd tend to agree with that. The um, the learning curve's not very steep either, so yeah, it you kind slowly, of edges along the way you into you it, yeah. it.
0: Yeah, you'll learn each subsequent device that you need to learn along the way. Mm. It's just fun to play. It's really good. It makes. It, I really want to play it again. Actually,
2: <laughs> we know what you're going to be doing after this. Go on, Nathan. What's yours? Hey. Uh, well, I've got two because um, I'm man. greedy. <laughs> um, so my first one would be. Um, it's not a game. It's a demo. I'd, if I were to give an adult a game to play, it'd be PT. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be absolutely oh, hilarious. Um, um, there's a couple of reasons. It's wow. a, it's a, it, I'd class it as a walking sim, because you get up, you, just, you don't know where you are, and you've got to walk around and be observant, and you can do it at your own pace. And you've got to try and analyse visual cues, and I think it's
0: intense <laughs> as well. So it'd always stick I, I have to. I'm gonna have to object here and say that I think that would put people off playing yeah. games again. Uh,
1: I was like, when I came up with this question, I was like, right, what what game would you introduce people that would get people into gaming, but not to completely scare them away.
2: So that's my adult I mean, option. It would make
1: for a great, like, it would make for a great um experience for everyone, but not the person that's playing the game.
2: Well, you never know; they might like it. might be horror buffs that just love it. But anyway, um that's that was the first thing that came to our mind funnily enough. Secondly, for maybe a younger audience, it's probably quite cliche. Um but I go in
1: VR. Yeah that's (laughs) it. (laughs) Just tone down the atmosphere a (laughs) little bit. Yeah that's it. I'll turn it up maybe. I don't know. Um
2: yeah, it's yeah, this one's fairly cliche. The original Super Mario Brothers. It's just a simple platformer. When you get killed the first time by the Gumba, as you probably will do, then eventually you'll learn how to jump. And I think there's that there's not very many mechanics as part of the game. And I think it's a good starting point, um, for anybody that wants to get into games. Um i think it's it's in that mid-level it's not as simple as like pong for example and and it's not as um advanced as gaming nowadays but i think it's a a nice starting point i'd say to anybody if if nobody if you're a non-gamer i'd personally i'll start with a platformer just something really simple to edge you into gaming mechanics if you've never played a game before in your life because otherwise you wouldn't know what's going on um and you get lost. Even, for example, with camera angles, you wouldn't know to flick the right stick to move around, um, to look anywhere. It's just little things like that that we we know what to do, but a non-gamer wouldn't know what to do. So I think a nice simple game like that, just to get you going, would be a good option.
0: Yeah, I think you'd probably probably want simplicity to begin with in your first yeah. game you ever play. Don't give a Red Dead tip. Because the button mechanics of that are so complex at times. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to eat a bit of steak takes about like five button prompts all at the same time. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, what have we currently been playing? Uh, go on, that. What are you oh, playing? Me,
1: right, uh, I've not been playing filling a whole lot outside of, again, the usual. I suppose what I've been playing is, is quite varied uh from what i've been doing so uh all oh, the last two weeks i've been trying to get back into pokemon sword the reason why i'm doing that is i'm trying to go through the the isle of armor dlc again because the the new dlc the, Count, the Crown tundra actually came out um between our last podcast and this one so I always try and get at least through the uh, the first bit of DLC that I didn't complete. Um look looking if I've finally completed it. Is uh I, I do I did like this little piece of DLC it was lot, I like how it was a lot focused around kind of one little story that takes you around the whole of, of the island. Um, and the is quite quite varied. It's, it's actually really quite nice to um, to bike around and then finally being able to have your Pokemon out behind you following you now. But they can only do it on this island, which is a bit of a bit disappointment. But I'm kind of hoping the things they've learned from Sword and Shield, um, they can implement into what the next game is for the Switch. And they can really kind of kick on and make like a, a pretty good, you know, a uh, mainland um console game so try and keep my fingers crossed on that one. Other than that, I I played two very very different games for the PC. Um I reinstalled a game called Subnarka. Oh, I love that game. Yeah, if you if you never heard of it, it's essentially like a first person survival game. Um but where it's like it's all set kind of underwater. Um, so the premise is that you're on this spaceship, is for whatever reason breaking apart, is is exploding, and you get jettisoned um, out in a escape pod, and then you land on this like war planet. In effect, and you kind of have to you have to like figure out what's gone on because the ship's landed on the planet as well. So you got to kind of figure out what happened um, while struggling to collect resources so you can pick up different species of uh, fish to to eat and cook or or to get water out of, which is a bit weird. Um, And then you're just just going through this, like, ocean planet underwater, and there is some fish in there that is absolutely scary.
2: (laughs) you come across, like, the giant see-through ones yet? Because I try swimming in one direction, and when you get to a certain point, definitely at night, you just see this big, massive... Thing brush past you, and they actively try and eat you.
1: And I died a few times doing that. Have you come (laughs) across them yet? I've not come across them, but I've seen like the big, um like kraken-esque creatures that will absolutely eat you for breakfast. Um, so I've, I've not got too far yet, but I'm I'm making my way through. Um, and then I bought a new game. Uh, yesterday on steam uh with my mates play with uh, and this isn't normally a game normally a game type that we would actually play and i think i've only kind of bought it because we were looking for some more card games and it's one of the bigger ones at the moment um that's been like streamed and stuff um it's called phasmophobia oh, uh, really uh, nice. yeah again if you if you haven't heard of it is a it's a four player co-op. Um so sort of first person ghost hunting game. Uh effectively what, what you gotta do is and you can play this by yourself, you don't have to play with, with four people, but there's some maps that recommend you know, you need to play at least two or maybe three or, four, or like the full four players. Um your objective is you've there's about ten different ghost types within like this haunted house or building and you've got equipment to kind of work out what type of ghost is haunting this place so you've kind of got stuff like you've got like um, a video camera where you can place it in a room and then you can go back to your truck and have the night vision on so you're looking for like uh, what's called ghost orbs. you know you might have, if you've ever watched um have you ever watched like ghost haunting tv shows
0: oh and um, yeah. most haunted and that
1: Motored, yeah, it's probably the more famous one here in the UK. Um, like you, you, you know, if people got like the ghost, um, the night vision on, you can see like orbs going, They're like, oh, that's a ghost, and you're like, no, nah, it's just a bit of fluff, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it, <laughs> just, a bit of dust. Calm down. Um, so you can you can place those in, and then, uh, effects you got over other equipment, and like the objective is you got to find three definite pieces of evidence which will then tell you what ghost type it is and then you go back in the truck and just kind of drive off and you get like money based on like objectively done any photos that you've taken of like paranormal activity um and really it's just a horror game and i'm like why why am i playing this why am i doing this <laughs> I, mean, I normally just don't i normally don't like horror games even though like resident evil is like my favorite video game series ever But I'll tell you, like, there's, I'll tell you one one bit that happened when we were doing it. So we were going through this house, and we just couldn't find any evidence in anything. There was no, like, there was no rooms where you could see cold breath, which is, like, evidence. Um, We, you've got a spirit box where if you talk into it, um, sometimes you might get a reply back from the ghost, depending on what you've asked or something uh, and we were getting nothing from that. Um, we were getting no EMF levels going up, so it, it's meant to regi- uh, its meant to register the levels of paranormal activity going on, but nothing was happening. We went through all this house, nothing. And so, I may decide it's a good idea if I go around the house again in full darkness, uh, other than a flashlight, with this— with this uh, spirit. Sounds box. like a good idea. <laughs> go through the house with the spirit box he would be in the truck to measure the paranormal levels because there's like a there's like a, a level chart seeing just like how much paranormal activity is going on so if it's a low level it's probably the ghost is doing little stuff maybe knocking stuff about or whatnot but if you get to a point where it's a high level then it's, it's doing a lot of well it's basically like going insane in this house so I go, I go upstairs where's this one room? One room and you can say the ghost's name for it to do paranormal stuff but if you say it enough times it gets angered and will initiate what's called a hunt so it will like actively hunt for people in the house and if it finds you you'll end up like killing you in fact and i kept on saying this name and nothing was happening i'm just like all right i'm just gonna come back to the truck we'll just we'll just try and guess what it is and we'll just leave and like As I got kind of downstairs, my torch starts kind of clicking on and off, and I'm like, "Oh no, (laughs) something's happening." Uh, Got to the front door. Front door was locked. I couldn't open it, so I'm like, "What's going on?" I like, I got to like behind this table and just like didn't know what was happening. Like it just kept on flashing on and on, and suddenly I got this like bright white flash of whatever, Um, and then suddenly these like hands are coming across my face. Uh, and they're meant to. I think it's meant to say that it's like he twisted and killed me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I won't be playing that one. Uh,
2: that's <laughs> not like a one I'd have buggered off it van ages ago. So
1: yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, it came. I like back how he in...
0: abandoned you in the house, like say like you well, go it was, back. It and... the... No,
1: no. We, like... we both agreed that like he would he would um measure like the paranormal activity and see what was going on. And there's like you've got like an insanity measurement mm-hmm. as well so like everyone starts at 100% sanity and like the lower you go down the more likely chance the ghost will do stuff but mine must have been like really way down because it started hunting me <laughs> and I was there like try, trying to open the door he'd come out of the truck because he's got the keys to the front door couldn't open the door I'm like oh my god I was on there. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying um there was another one as well but I'd, 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 I'd be at it all day so uh that's what i was playing what about you Nick? me hey, um so i
2: played a um a game called resident evil origins so um funny story i was meant to get this a, a few weeks ago um in preparation for the hall of fame game that we did on the last podcast but um through some issues with the delivery i didn't get it till afterwards so um yeah i decided to give it a go um a couple of weeks ago now and um Yeah, um, I played it for about an hour in total, a half an hour, an hour-ish. I streamed it, and I think um, Matt was lucky enough to watch most of the stream. Um, I'll admit the dialogue is pathetic. Um, I didn't like the camera angles.
0: Um,
2: I got killed by a dog, I got killed by a zombie. Um, Funnily enough, most of the time of me going through the game, I didn't know how to actually attack the zombie. So I just kept pushing it over. The first time I pushed the zombie over, like, yes, it's dead now. And then it got back up again. Oh, bloomin' heck, he likes me. Um, <laughs> so I just tried to run away. And then as I came back round the corner, was just there, I was like, oh, this is its not for me. Um, so I, I gave it a good try, I think. Um,
0: it was quite the rage quit, I'll give
2: you that. Yeah, yeah, live rage quit as well. Everybody loves yeah. the drama.
0: So I, I, I'd up to watch the stream and then literally about thirty seconds later, it was like, All right, that's it, stream over. <laughs> Off. Like, oh, so, okay, yeah.
2: So um, now, um, yeah, that game now resides in um, CEX. Um, so it's gone now. Never playing that again. But um,
0: yeah, that's that's that one.
1: I'm not letting you live this down. <laughs> <laughs> I will never live this down. Um, so did next- you
0: not did you not pick it back up to try again? I thought. I thought you were
1: going to oh, yeah, you yeah. said you were going to do it.
2: Yeah, I decided not to. Okay, because <laughs> I thought you didn't about... even play
1: the other Resident Evil <laughs> on the disc.
2: <laughs> yeah, true. Um, maybe I'll come back to it one day, but we'll see. Um, anyway, I've um, I've also started playing South Park and the Fractured Butthole. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so um... serious. fractured but but
0: butthole is but. yeah, but.
2: but. in the oh. hole. hole. Yeah, the um, whole thing. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Not the. But not with the, one. Whole, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm trying to get away with that, Nathan. God.
2: <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. So I've made my character. My character's got pink hair, and um, white clothes. So it's kind of like a bit like Colonel Sanders, but with a pink afro. Um. So that's my character. <laughs> okay. And um I've only played about half an hour of it, but I- I'm enjoying it so far. It's like it's literally like playing through an episode of South Park. It's hilarious. Um everyone's as you'd expect them to be. Um the combat's a bit different to what I was expecting, because I was expecting like more of like a beat-em-up style. But it's like a um a grid combat-based system from what I've played so far. So you've got an attack and enemies come up on screen and then you've got to move around these grids. And then once you get to an enemy, you can choose what attack you're gonna use. So there's a little bit of strategy strategy um, to it. Um, so I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting just to ego. You, you have a weapon,
1: and then go at it. Um, have, have you played um, Have you played the the first game to that? Or was it the, the the Stick of Truth? I've not no.
2: Um, but on the disc that I've got, I've got that game as well. But I, I did start playing the Fractured Butthole, so I've skipped that one kind of. But
1: okay um yeah so i think i i think i remember seeing it um when it was well, it was being shown off and i think that one is is like a turn based rpg so it's been like final fantasy so
2: yeah that's it that's exactly what this one's like it's that kind of style um, And you like it it's good yeah i'm enjoying it um it's oh what how can i um yeah it's similar to like fire emblem and um do you know that uh, Steam game on the 3ds? It's uh, it's a bit oh, like that. Oh, God Steam. God Name it? Steam. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it uh, more than I thought. Um, the my, JRPGs. my my <laughs> character's got a um, a really weird backstory that Cartman made up for me. Um, that I can't repeat, but uh, no. yeah, it's really <laughs> funny. Um, ba- basically, I um, I flame fart on some robbers. Um, <laughs> like you do um yeah, so, yeah. Sure. if it works it works well that's it he's <laughs> got rid of him he got rid of him um so yeah i've been playing a bit of that and i'll uh, i'll probably continue um because i'm enjoying that so far um another game that i've started is monster hunt world so this is actually one that matt um and i get, get to play and decided to buy it and do uh, want it to play <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so I've not done too much so far, so I've made, um, I've made my character, I've made my cat, the cat's called Cookie, um, which is also a cat that I've got in real life. Um, I've played the tutorial where you've got to hide um, from a monster that's trying to get you, and um, I got into the village, and then as I got into the village we had a knock at the door, and it was the takeaway, so um, that got switched off, ate some takeaway, and I've not come back to it since. Um, I thought you were talking about you. As game. you do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go knock on the door, on the village. Had a takeaway.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. You can have a <laughs> takeaway
1: the game. No, you we can't. Well, as far as I can know. You can have meals. can I have meals. Yeah, you can I
2: have meals. Um, but yeah, I'm in the village section now, so that, I think this is where it really begins. Um, So um, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to playing a bit more of that. Um, Maybe we should do some uh, haunts, Matt, so you can show me what I need to do. Um, But we'll see.
1: Yeah, sure. Do
2: it. Do that. um, <clears throat> so that's me in terms of what I've been playing I do want to show off a couple of things that I've bought because I'm so materialistic um, the <laughs> first thing is something it's I posted so on the Instagram is Sonic Team Racing Ooh. I have very own sumo digital in Sheffield um, so as you can see it's not even been opened yet mm. um, but I'll get to that eventually um, another thing that I bought is from a franchise that I really enjoy um, Wolfenstein, and I bought Wolfenstein Youngblood. Um, it's mm-hmm. the only one of the recent remakes that I've not played yet. I've heard um, mixed reviews about that.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was, oh,
2: yeah. To be honest, it was only about eight quid, and it's the only one that I've not got. And the completionist in me wanted mm-hmm. to buy it just to have it, and I'll see what it's like. So.
0: Worth a pun. Yeah, a definitely, point.
2: yeah. Um, I've been continuing on my Pokemon Hype Train. Um, so, yesterday I bought, bought Pokemon Fire Red. So, I've got that Fired. now.
0: Fired, Fire Red. Fired, Fired. Red.
2: Fired. Fire, Fire Red it is. Yeah. <laughs> Fire Red. And something that uh, people might not know is that DS cases also double as Game Boy Advanced cases if you're watching this on YouTube. So, uh, if you're looking for somewhere to keep your Game Boy Advanced games safe, DS cases also work um and bar that i also got pokemon red which i've been looking for for quite a while and pokemon crystal so i'm slowly but surely filling in the gaps in my mainline pokemon games that i want to collect because it's one of my aims to get every single main pokemon game
0: so gotta catch them
2: all gotta catch them yeah, all exactly yeah definitely you've got it got it mark <laughs> so uh that's that's me um what about you
0: mark what you've been playing uh well i've carried on with uh watchdogs 2 mm-hmm. uh, some interesting bugs and things in that game i mean i managed to do a backflip on a road on my motorbike did you post if, that on the ground you, yeah if you follow it you yeah, you yeah, on on you'll see <laughs> that it was very bizarre i was just speeding along the, the road on flat ground and then suddenly me, Bike just did a backflip and they just went back on its wheels. Like, like you oh, do, yeah, okay. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> I didn't press anything. Didn't do anything. He just did it. Um, not much else I can really say about that game. Uh, good fun though. But I've done a lot. Of, I've pretty much done the vast majority. I tend to do this well. I open worlds. Well, so I tend to do all the side missions before I actually go with the mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because it's like I'm building up, you know, skills for the character and then. When it comes to the main story, I'll end up splitting through it because yeah. I'm like OP by that point. You'd be great yeah. at RPGs, just grinding
2: all of the uh, side missions and then just blast through the game. It's a shame you yeah. don't like them. I like RPGs.
1: No, you like RPGs. It's JRPGs. Oh,
2: JRPGs, that's what I mean. Sorry to dis- distinguish. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, I am liking the game, but I've actually not really progressed much in the story because I've just done all these side missions. But a good fun. Uh, there is a, a, like, an in-joking about, about it, where um, you've actually got to hack into the Ubisoft studios <laughs> and leak a trailer for a game. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Oh. Art, Art-Imitating Life, basically. It's That's a come sort full of, yeah. Sounds very yeah. Ubisoft. That's good. <laughs> That's, that, that, that raises a chuckle. Um, but I've only played one of the games, uh, because it's Halloween weekend. Uh, I thought I'd play something slightly spooky. Mm-hmm. So I played Little Nightmares. Ooh. I buy that you played this. Yeah. I've, I've not. Heard.
1: No, I've not played it, but I've heard
0: of it, yeah. So, Little Nightmares is a puzzle, puzzle platformer with well, horror tones, basically. Um, So, he plays a little girl called Six, who awakens on a boat. And basically, you're just attempting to escape from it. Uh, and along the way, you come across some really creepy enemies. I don't know if you've seen these. Uh, but they tend to have some sort of uh, like odd deformity or or morbidly obese. Mm. They're really weird. It's it's kind of like um they kind of look like claymation models. I think that's the best way I can describe them. That's sort okay. of animated style. It's quite a freaky game. Um, a bit spooky, a bit scary. I mean, it's, it's not like cool your pants scary. But it's got a real tension to it. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's eerie, dark, and it's unnerving. And this is like. There's some really short but quite intense chase sequences in it, which oh, right. can be yeah, which can be quite. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if I, was, if I was streaming it, that's what I'd be doing. Um, Do it. A couple of negatives though is that it's quite a short game. Uh, How short are we I, talking? I think I completed it in less than three hours. Okay, that's not bad. It's just little five one. chapters. Yeah, uh, it might be more like two and a half actually. I don't know, but um. And they also the checkpoint system in it is quite annoying as well, quite infuriating. Because there are occasional points where you'll inevitably fail. Mm. It may be one of these chase sequences or whatever. And it just put you back a bit further than it probably really should. So then you have to do the same thing again. Like There's, there's one moment where you've got to go, you've got to, so it starts on the left of the screen. You've got to run across the bottom of a bar, jump up a barrel, and then run across the bar. And as you're running across the bar, there's a bunch of enemies trying to grab you. And then when you get to the end of the bar, you've got to climb a box and then jump over a gap and grab something on the wall. Now, sometimes the game mechanics weren't doing what I wanted it to do when I pressed the button, it just wasn't happening. So I was running along, did all that, went along. When you jump, I pressed the button to grab it, and it just wouldn't. And then it just mm. fell back down to where I started. So then I have to run back, across the bottom of the bar, run past all the enemies again, and then inevitably one of them would grab me by that point, and then I'd have to start again. And it keeps putting you at the bottom left, so I had to keep in all the time, doing it, jumping up and down, either either being ca- captured or just falling back down. It was quite infuriating at the moment. But <laughs> aesthetically and from a artistic standpoint, really good game, really good. I would highly yeah. recommend it. Uh, I know there's a, a sequel coming on the way, isn't there? Uh, I don't know if it's a cob. op but I know I think it's got two characters in it.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, I think so.
0: But yeah, I I really enjoyed that game. I would highly recommend it. I'm currently playing through the DLC because I've got the complete edition. Mm. So the main game's got five chapters and then there's three DLC packs. Uh, I've completed the first one. So it's all called... So the DLC expansion is called The Secrets of the Mall. The Mall is the name of the ship. Uh, Mm. So I'm just going through them. So I've done the first one. Let's see how the second two go. But yeah, it's it's a spooky game. But good. Really good. I would highly recommend it. Cool. And that's all I would be playing. Either. Nice. <laughs> shall we move on to the video game hall of fame?
1: Yes. Yes, we shall.
0: So, this is where we take an in-depth look at a game of high quality or historical importance, and induct it into our pantheon of games we feel deserve special recognition. Our inductee. This episode was released in 1996 for the PlayStation, developed by Naughty Dog and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. It's Crash Bandicoot. Yay! Um, I know this one's got a special place in your heart, hasn't it, Nathan?
2: Yes, and so does the female Bandicoot. Anyway. Oh, okay. um, (laughs) Well, we've gone there immediately, have we? (laughs) Not even a minute in. No, messing around. Um, Yeah, I I really love Crash Bandicoot. It's, uh, It's the first game that I can ever remember playing. Inevitably, I always fell down the hole or got killed by the crab in the first level. Funnily enough, it's a game that I've never completed. I always really? get stuck never on a certain level on the second or the oh, start of the third island, and I, um, yeah, I've never completed it. Wow. I'm sure. Yeah, so um, that's something that I need to do at some point. Um, yeah. Either on the original or on the remake, but, um, well, apparently the remake's harder, so we'll see. I'll, <laughs> try, I'll try the original. Um, But yeah, I, I just really love it. It's got a really special place in my heart. I... Um, I just love the. just how many different types of levels there are in the game. Because you've got like the general platforming levels. Then you've got levels like the boulder round, which basically, if you've not played it before, you've got a big massive boulder coming after you. And you've got to try and traverse yourself through the level um, quickly, like jumping over things, um, going round things, and stop the boulder from squishing you. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got. Um, I, I will not call them vehicle levels. Like, I'm talking about like Hogwild, where you jump onto that mm. wild boar, and then you've got to try and get through the, that level. I, that's a really fun one.
1: I'd, I'd say there were, uh, there were vehicle levels, mm. in, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
2: Um. So, yeah, I think for the time, they, they just had so... It was just such a full game. And not to mention Crash Bandicoot was pretty much um, Sony's mascot for the PlayStation. Um. Yeah. I'd say, anyway... Um. It was like, on for me, it's on that level with Mario and Sonic um, for both uh, Nintendo and Sega. And I think Crash is um, Sony's mascot. I mean, now it's like Sackboy or whoever. But um, Astro Bot, now,
1: maybe. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's probably Astro Bot at this point.
2: Yeah. But yeah, f- for me, um, absolutely fantastic game. Love it. Will complete it one day when uh, when oh, I yeah. get better at games.
1: I, th- I, I
2: think there's a stream coming on here. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't go and sell the game this time. Actually, it's got yeah, a look of music in that game as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, the music is
1: great. Oh, really catchy. So iconic. Um, what do you guys think of it? Uh, well, for me personally, I'm probably kind of in the same boat as you. As kind of, as I grew up, when I got introduced to the PlayStation, I think Crash was probably one of the first games that. I I played on that system, um, and it, I just, I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, it just, it just reminded me of like Waluigi, Mario, and Sonic. It just had like that perfect, it was like the perfect platforming um, feel to it. it it's, a, it was a very, I don't, I don't know why this was surprised me. It, it was a very colorful game as well. Like they really used, like every spectrum of color um, it's in, five, in most of this it? level. Yeah. Vibrant, yeah, yeah, like some, something like the um, sort of the the indoor industrial mechanical kind of levels, like some of the, some of the like I suppose um, I don't know it was like the acid, uh, water this at the bottom. But that's like that's really vibrant and pops out really nicely. Um, it just it uses a lot a lot of its colours, uh, really well to its credit. And then just like the. The variety of enemies as well was was really good. Like I think like within the first level alone, there's like what, um, it's the crab, uh, the pir- I think like the prana plant, little rip off of Mario. So, sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean it's got its own like uh, it's obviously not a, a full rip off. It's it's got its own um personality and hacks and stuff. And then there's was there like the I don't oh, want to say it's is there like the armadillos. Is it armadillos those that could that slide down towards you? I think there's like armadillos. I thought they were skunks, but was I, there me. was there was skunks in it, but I think there's also armadillos. And then um, I and mean, that was just and that's just like the first level. Mm. Like as you get on, there's just so many variety of enemies and so many different ways of how you have to deal with them um, in a platforming sense. Like it's I don't know. It's 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 just everything that's like perfect about it, really. Like all the like the locations, the enemies, and then all the different jumps you got to do, the timings of stuff. Where it's like literally you've got milliseconds to make like the perfect jump. Otherwise, it's yeah. game over, start over again. Um. Oh yeah, I just I just fell in love with it. I thought it was it was uh, it was perfect for the time that it was made for. Yeah.
0: Um. I do don't you- know if. Oh, come. I was say, do you have a favourite boss battle the game any boss I like Ripperoo,
2: because it took me so long to actually get past him. Because you've got to, with Ripperoo, you eventually, after you get killed a few times, you realise the patterns and that he only jumps on certain um, certain blocks if you're at a certain point in the boss battle. So eventually you can do it, but there is a little bit of a learning curve as to, um, as to beating him. Um, Was Ripperoo not
1: Crash Bandicoot 2? No, Ripperoo was in the first one as well. When did he appear? Because the the first buff is that... um, that Ripperoo was the second
2: boss. Papu Papu was the first boss. Ripperoo was the second one because you do like the next version of Upstream. And then when you get to the top of the stream, then that's when you face Ripperoo.
1: Okay. I could be uh, remembering everything wrong, but for some reason I can remember Ripperoo in the first one. Um, favorite one?
0: Oh, I'm not sure. Who was the gangster guy? The mafia guy? was he called?
1: A pinstripe, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, that's it. Pinstripe, pinstripe, something.
1: Pinstripe, something, something. <laughs> yeah, he he was actually quite interesting. I actually thought it was it was more difficult than what I thought he was. He actually
0: pinstripe was Potter room.
1: Yeah, because like obviously he's he's got a pattern of shooting. Um at this furniture that you got hiding around and then he like he jumps over to the other side of the room and that's like the only time you've got to essentially approach him and hit him or spin him. But you have really gotta like time it to perfection. Like if if you're even just like a second off of like moving from behind the furniture he ends up shooting you. It's always annoying.
0: <laughs> what do you reckon of the remake
2: Well this oh, is insane, out, um, this, I think it's been done really well but they, they actually changed it, didn't they? Um, mm, in terms of the, the hitboxes for is, the jumps.
0: It, yeah, because it's is it something like they've sort of like round the edges off or something like that.
2: I think it's yeah.
1: something about
2: that. So jumps so that you could make in the off. original. In this version, you can't because yeah. you could just slide off.
1: I, I feel like I'm like the only person who finds the remake of Crash Bandicoot to be easier than what I remembered. <laughs> maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm just weird. But I don't know. I th- I think like I think I can see it from a point of view of um. There's two the two of those the bridges levels. I keep forgetting what they're called. High road is it high road? High high road sounds familiar. I think that's probably one. So um, so obviously in in the re in the remake, they've I suppose rounded the edges off or they've made them I suppose realistic which is probably not a good thing for for a platformer. Um, but, like, you could, in the original, you could really cheat your way in doing those levels because you could just jump onto the
0: ropes. And because no, they've kind the of got... Yeah, because
1: they've got, like, the square...
0: Um, but you can do that on the new one,
1: can't you? You could do it on the new one. Oh, a bit more
0: difficult.
1: <laughs> not, as, you can yeah, slide. not as accurate, because you can, you can slide off a side. Um and then so even
0: baby steps correcting yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then even if you did the uh, levels um, legitimately, like because of those hitboxes, it makes you've got to have like perfect timing jumping. You can't. There's no like millimeter off, or you've gone slid off. You got to be perfect with it. But I, for some reason, I just thought um, outside of those two levels, I thought the rest Crash Bandicoot was easier than what I remembered it to be. But Sure. Maybe that's just me, maybe it's just with experience of kind of muscle memories kicked in. I kind of know what I should be doing properly now.
0: <laughs> I've not had much Crash Bandicoot experience myself. I thought the first time I ever played it was at my cousin's house. Hmm. So I only played the first level, really. Is it in Sanity Beach? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, Sanity Beach. Uh, I, I, I didn't find it easy. <laughs> I found it quite difficult, but I just get falling down the holes. And then he's got the. Uh, those ring, those rolly ring things, I just get hit by them.
1: Oh, I, was, yeah. I,
0: was, I, I can't say I was very good at it, but <laughs> as you were saying, mentioned earlier, this seems to be some decent variety, in it, particularly like those things where you, as you say, you're riding the the hog. Yeah. And they've been chased by the boulder, so that's uh, reminiscent of Indiana Jones.
2: Yeah. I thought they used some really ingenious ways to um, put the game together, because I don't know if you've um, seen this or even noticed, Um but well, as we all know, on the original PlayStation, you could only have a certain amount of polygons in the game. Mm. And they use really ingenious ways to get the to basically load the game so it actually worked properly. So you'll notice that in some games these big massive pillars in the way of where you need to progress. And that mm. hid the amount of polygons to stop the system from crashing. Um, so that's why there's like kind of bottlenecks in the game so that the system doesn't need to load the amount of polygons before it gets to the next section. So there was cool things that they put in like that. Um, I think it's probably one of the reasons why the boulders run is set up how it is, because you're not looking in front of you. It's coming from behind, so it doesn't have to yeah. load as much. Um, so there's like little things like that that they put in place to actually get the most out of the game, which is something that you had to think about at the time, um, having a 700 megabyte disk. With all the music um, and the power that the PlayStation could output, so they really did as much
0: as they well they got as much as they could out of the game. So one thing that's probably made the probably made the older ones slightly more difficult than this remake, though, is the um, the draw distance. Because mm. sometimes you could be making a jump and then, <laughs> you can't really quite see that far ahead, particularly if you're doing things like the high road or. Yeah, yeah,
1: because yeah, because they did that for High Road and some of the, um, I suppose like inside the tomb levels. So like yeah. in the remake, obviously you'd be able to see the whole bridge, you'd see what enemy enemies positions and whatnot, and that's fine. But then like obviously in the original, like using High Road example again, you'd have this like constant fog um, mm. that you just couldn't you couldn't see as far. Um, and then like in the tomb ones as well, you'd just be like. You have this darkness in front of you all the time, so like some of the some of the platform where you got to jump from, ro- like rotating piece to piece, could be quite difficult because you don't know whether you don't know whether that piece is like is going to be dropping down suddenly or if it's only just come up uh, where it's going.
0: Yeah, these you are moving at some speed in these games, aren't you? You are quickly running away, so that could present a challenge. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I think something else that I liked as well that added um, a good amount of replayability to Crash Bandicoot was being able to collect the the gems and then the the coloured ones as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, like in each level, there's a number of boxes um, that if you manage to break all of them, you get you know, an extra gem for it, and this kind of played into think towards the so like the end game. So there was like once you got to kind of like the last, I suppose, two points um on the third island, there's the very last one is pretty much the, the boss with uh, Neo Neocortex. But then there was a second one that I think like as a kid I didn't really understand it properly. So there was like you spawn into this I suppose it's like it's like a castle castle hallway or something like that. And initially, if you've not got any of these gems, there's these like platforms that kind of I suppose they're they're outlined but they're invisible as well. Yeah. So you can't really jump onto them or anything. So really, it was kind of a level that didn't go anywhere. Um, But if you start collecting the gems, suddenly these platforms kind of become visible and you can start jumping on them and you'd make your kind of way through this kind of hallway. Um, And I think i think i might be wrong so i think i might need Nathan to clarify i think you also needed the the colored gems within certain levels as well to kind of yeah, finish that activate off.
2: Them. yeah that's right
1: yeah so the colored gems were a bit different to the um i suppose the normal box breaking gems whereas you had to get to a certain point in a level without dying um and then you could take this like I could be wrong, with this is Crash Bandicoot 2 actually started this. But in effect, you have to go through a whole level without dying, and then you got the colored gem. I think that was it. I think the Crash Bandicoot 1, you go through the whole level without dying, you can get these colored gems. Whereas Crash Bandicoot 2 and onwards introduced not dying to a certain point, and then you got to go to an alternate path through level. But if you got these colored gems as well, um, which are normally in like the most difficult levels in the game. Um, then you could finish off this pathway of gem platformers that you jumped on. And then you got this, like, I suppose, secret ending where you met up with, um, is it Tawana? Tawana Bandicoot? And you kind of flew, flew off on, like, this... I don't know what it was, like, an ostrich or something. <laughs> and it was, like, a secret ending. It was, like, that was pretty That was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't really know many games at that point that had, like alternate endings where you didn't have to fight the final boss. You could just skip them and be done with it. (laughs)
2: Um, Another thing that was fairly um, well, for me at the time it was fairly peculiar, is that you could only get like a saved state if you did the bonus round. So um, basically as you go through a level you have to collect three of these um, things and if you got three then you were able to do the bonus round. And Mm. um, When you get to the end of the bonus round there's a code that you can enter so that you can get back to that point, uh, if you were to turn your PlayStation off, because at the time when this came out, um, I didn't have a memory card personally, so I couldn't mm. save the game. So this is the only way that I could um, kind of skip to a certain point. So I think that was that was quite an interesting um, thing as well. That if you got to the end of a bonus round, at that point you could jot down the code and um, re-enter. Wasn't that. it a massive long code though? Yeah, it was something like twelve or fourteen. Characters. It was yeah, it was pretty bad.
1: <laughs> I, I remember there's, there was quite a few games in the PS1 era that that had that. I think um I know Castlevania is something. And I had something like that. It was like I never I never understood it. I Maybe mean, that was just because I had a memory card at the time, so I was just like, who's yeah. this for? <laughs> for me. Yep. Now I know.
2: Like, yeah.
1: So you don't have 20 to keep, years later. <laughs> yes,
2: one on all the time. Um, I did that a few times, though. I just kept it switched on, so I didn't lose any of my progress. <laughs> but
1: that was a hot PlayStation. <laughs> poor people, problems. Do we think uh, Do we think is culturally and maybe globally has, has managed to reach kind of levels of what Mario and Sonic did after this first game?
2: At the time? Yeah. I'd say at the time, yes, but I don't think it's had the longevity due to the games that have come out subsequently. Because personally, yeah. I think after 1999-2000, I think other developers got involved rather than Naughty Dog. And I think, for me, it went downhill at that point. I did like The Wrath of Cortex, but from that point onwards, it's not really had the same feel for me.
1: Uh, um, mm, yeah. I, I remember because, like, uh, Wrath of Cortex was, like, the first one on, on like, the, the new... I suppose, that new generation at that point. So, PS2, Xbox. Um, I don't think it quite made it to GameCube. I could be wrong. But, um, I don't know. I, at the time, I just... there's there no real hype for, for Crash Bandicoot at that point, really. Like, the last one that I'd played... Probably the last Crash... Uh, the last Crash Bandicoot game that I played before the N-Sane trilogy was probably Crash Bash. Like... Mm. And that was a long. It's probably time ago. what put you off, <laughs> Crush. I quite like Crush Bash. Uh, I know, I guess, it's a bit of a beating, but, um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It just, it didn't. Maybe, maybe as I was growing up, it just didn't have the same, same appeal. And then, like, I'd seen like all the other games that had come out kind of afterwards, trying to, I don't know, just trying to change with a formula that didn't really change. And, Like, I remember, was it uh, the one after? The Wrath of Cortex went kind of a little open worldish and just didn't have the same effect. Um, it was almost like once, once Snowy Dog had gone away, it was like no one could seem to really grasp what made Crash Bandicoot fun and yeah. what, why people wanted to play it. I think a lot of it was is that it was a product of its time,
2: I think. Mm. And it's difficult to try and keep that going in definitely into the probably ps3 ps4
1: era doing the same thing with that style of game yeah no i probably agree i i feel like crash probably had a bigger fall of grace um up until the end in sin trilogy than what sonic did but and sonic is absolutely trashed all the time now uh but i mean i, I was i was very happy once they announced they were they were remaking the um, the three games because I think I said they just, they just played on everyone's childhood, weren't it? Well, that's it. They played on the nostalgia. nostalgia.
2: They brought the um, Crash Team Racing um, remake out as well. Um, yeah. Which is
1: which is a really cool game. Yeah, and then now we've we've got the real Crash Bandicoot Four that, that came out. I need to it's I need about to get on. It's on my Christmas list, uh <laughs> yeah, I
0: love
1: that title.
0: I love that title because it just makes. Makes it sound like we just be sarcastic every time we say it. <laughs> yeah. It's about, it's about time. time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well they played on it on the trailer, didn't they? They were like, How many games? you how many times you beat this guy? Three. Really? <laughs> yeah. I swore it was modern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was a really nice joke. And I mean, it's been reviewed really well. I want to say it's a really good, you know, original uh take on the formula that really enhances it. And you know, every time I see people play it it looks it just looks fun it looks like crash bandicoot
0: so does this still have the same sort of mechanics as the remake then as in a bit more difficult for
1: From what i know yeah it's um apparently it's it's a lot more challenging than the um than what the remakes were because it's original take so they've kind of they've taken on board what what they could or what they did with the remake and kind of just expanded on I suppose what their vision of what like a new Crash Bandicoot should be which is you know make it difficult because that's what it was but then they also they they added a new system in to get rid of uh, lives and stuff Mm -hmm. so now it's like the tension of losing lives is kind of gone now it's just more about the challenge of getting the platform in uh, perfect pretty much I suppose just just uh, just just to tie this all together back to Crash Bandicoot and maybe as a a last little um, did-you-know fact. Uh, There was a level that the devs made um, for the original Crash Bandicoot that didn't make it um, due to it being incredibly difficult and they didn't have enough time to really tone down the difficulty. Um, It was called Storm Ascent. So it was was meant to be like, like the level before the final boss, in effect. Um, but they just couldn't they couldn't make it work they just thought it was too difficult we're not including it Um, and then the insane trilogy came around and they was like right we're gonna add this back in as free dlc because everyone loves a hard time on crash bandicoot Um, and it was in fact yes the hardest level in crash Bandicoot.
0: i've seen that cause rage online
1: big <laughs> i'm not playing have seen... looks like i'm gonna
0: have to stream that one
2: if i ever get to it
1: yeah like i mean outside of them making like their first original um crash bandicoot level in years which was i think it was future frenzy on crash bandicoot 3 uh they had this in and like i mean i got it and had a go and i think i must have wasted over 50 lives easy um it is so difficult, but I'm kinda of happy they, they added it back in it's like a little um almost like a little thank you for, for yeah, supporting no Crash for this long...
0: the first one. Now nah, to yeah. me it sounds like sounds like the final insult. The, the final insult. It's <laughs> a <laughs> completionist. Oh you completed the game, have you? Have you? Have you really? Have you really have you tried this out?
1: <laughs> have you tried this level? Oh no. <laughs> have you tried it without dying?
0: No. <laughs> so there we have it, Crash Bandicoot. Video Game Hall of Fame. Very good platformer. And a PS1 classic. Uh, so, if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post blogs and the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. We're also on YouTube where you can this very podcast. Uh, until next time, thanks for listening.
1: Take care. Bye.